Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dreams Unlimited Travel Podcast. My name is John Magi, and I'll be your host. And in this episode, we're going to be telling you about our Viking ocean cruise around Italy. Very excited. I'm joined at the table by our panel of experts, associate producer, Rhino Clavin. Hello. Client services manager for Dreams Unlimited Travel, Kevin Close. Hi, everyone. Agent for Dreams Unlimited Travel, Sean Folk. Hi. Folk. How did I say his name? Falk. Falk. Sean Falk. Sorry about that. Sean Folk. Chief Executive Officer for Dreams Unlimited Travel, Peter Werner. Hey, everybody. And back in our production facility, we have our producer, Greg Williams. Hello. I think I did pretty good. I have so many more people around the table today. I think messing up only one person's name is excellent. <laughs> Pat him on the back. Yes, right. please, exactly. He's only been around for a year. <laughs> it's a better mess up than like in school and stuff. <laughs> so you can go a lot of places really bad, with it. Yeah. yeah. So as I mentioned, this is a part, we're going to be talking about our Viking cruise that we took in March of 2018. Very excited to get the chance to do this show for you. This Finally. Um, really, this is part one of a two-part series. In this particular episode, we're going to focus on the ship itself, give our impressions of what we thought about the ship and the food and the spaces and the staterooms. And then in part two, we'll talk about the itinerary. Um, so we want to get started here. Craig has put together a little video of the ship. Um, we will play that. We'll take a look at that and then we'll get into our conversation. Take it away, Craig. Excellent. Thank you for that, Craig. Um, the cool uh, part was right. Want to go back. We were all sitting here talking about it and reminiscing about mm. the great time we had, right? Oh yeah. I think we all very much enjoyed that cruise. No question. Yeah. No was question. It was a unique experience, you know, especially considering how many cruises I've been on. We've been on, um, that for me was, uh, it, it's hard to come back from that. It was great fun. Did every place you turned a corner, there was somebody you knew. That's there, was yeah, well, yeah, there was a hundred of us, yeah. 105. So. Let's tell a little bit about how this came about. Kevin and I have been on a Viking River Cruises before. Strongly recommend a Viking River Cruise. Love it, love it, love it. And we were looking at where our next cruise experience was going to take us. And I was going through Viking's website and I found this cruise. Unbeknownst to me, he was going through Viking's website, and he came in my office one day, and he goes, I know where I want to go. I want to go here. And he handed me a piece of paper, and he says, make this happen. So we did. And so we wound up opening that up to uh, Diz Unplugged listeners and other folks, friends and people, and we wound up with, how big was our final group? 105. So that was We were the largest the group that Vikings ever booked. And that was how much percentage of the ship, though, too, right? There's 928 yeah. people, so we were one-ninth of the yeah, ship. Yeah, that's cool. That actually brings up a good point. I real quick want to point out, um, for those of you who are not familiar with Viking, I'm going to give you a comparison. The Viking Sky to the Disney Magic. Viking Sky has 928 guests. The Disney Magic has 2,700 guests. Mm. The Viking Sky has 465 crew the Disney Magic is 950 crew. Uh, Sky has, I keep having to scroll, I apologize, 464 cabins to 875 cabins. Mm -hmm. So now you might say to yourself, well, that's because the Magic is so much bigger. The length of the Magic is 106 feet, uh, 984 feet, and the length of this ship was 745 feet. Hmm. So I think it's... This did, I, and I expected it to feel... Like a small ship, I expected it to feel cramped, and it did not. No, not it at all. felt it felt perfect. Yeah, um, and with the number of people on there, a lot of times you felt like you had this ship to yourself. Oh, yeah. I mean, there were no crowds. There were no. I felt I said to Kevin, "This is what it must feel like to have your own yacht." Yeah, well, it was crazy. You guys t prepped us ahead of time, saying like, "Oh, well, don't expect like uh, you know to." The ship isn't the attraction. And, like, we got there, and, and Kevin and I were just saying that it felt like, you know, seven days on this thing. And, and it, it might not be the biggest ship in the world, but it really didn't feel like – I felt like I wanted to be on the ship more. Exactly. Now, in contrast, when I did the Pride of America uh, around the Hawaiian Islands, it's a Norwegian cruise line uh, sailing, which was a wonderful trip. Um, the Pride of America was kind of a crappy ship. Um, it wasn't great no at from all. Us. Um, I described it as a Catskills resort off season. <laughs> yeah, not not too far off. But of course, that itinerary going around the Hawaiian Islands was amazing. Um, 
This itinerary was amazing because you got to go to ports you don't normally get to stop at when you do an average Mediterranean cruise. But as Rhino said, I found myself wishing I'd had more time on this ship because this ship was first class. We're going to talk about the itineraries next when we do the second half of this. But one of the stops that we stopped at, we were the very first cruise ship. To ever stop there as a port. Oh, really? Which? Uh... Cretone. Oh. Cre- and it was the one that everybody said, well, this one needs some help. There was a reason. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. However, we were the first sense. ones there. But I'll, I'll tell you, the people in that town were, well, we'll, we'll talk okay, about that yeah. next week. But... So, again, let's get back to the ship. I, we've already kind of done the ooh moment, mm-hmm. but let's give, what was our overall impression of the ship? I When I think most people think of cruise ships, they think kind of glitzy. You mm-hmm. walk into that main, entry, uh, main atrium, and it's, I describe it as walking into a Las Vegas hotel. Mm-hmm. When you walk into, um, when I walked into the Viking Sky, it was like I was in someone's well-appointed home. Mm-hmm. The furnishings all seemed more expensive. I actually thought they should. I just yelled at him for saying actually. <laughs> I think they should put price tags on the furniture. I would like to shop. I I, I completely agree with Kevin. I haven't done a lot of these cruises, but so you know. Um, but it didn't feel it didn't feel cheap by any means and i don't mean that in a like inexpensive way i just mean like that flashy nothing felt gaudy it was mm-hmm. it was very like it i compare the like the memory and the emotional memory i have to it to being in somebody's like really comfortable living room yeah. well i mean yeah. when you when you ask the question um, the words that came to mind were intimate elegance mm-hmm. um, it was very warm very comfortable, very inviting. Very Scandinavian. Yeah, it had that. Definitely had that that modern uh, Scandinavian feel yeah. to the furnishings, but it was welcoming and it was yeah. elegant. As you walked around, did you not think, "Oh, I wonder how much that is"? I found two <laughs> woven leather pillows on a sofa, and I thought, I'm, "I know they're going to find these if I stick them in my suitcase." Yeah. And what's interesting, you talked about when you first get on a ship. When we first got on this ship, we actually didn't walk into the atrium. You kind of came in where the crew quarters were, and you went up in an elevator, and we went, okay, this is kind of a weird way to enter the ship. Getting on and off the ship, it was like, you said, it was like a private yacht, because the elevators were right there. Well, hold on. Let's back up a second. Getting on and off the ship. You know, I've been on, I don't know, 50 cruises, 60 cruises now, Um, and when you talk to me about embarkation day or debarkation day... You know, I I, I, I yearn for uh, Xanax. You steady um, yourself in anticipation of You have to steal it. your nerves yeah. because, you know, it's going to be the cattle call. So um, we pull up to the dock. We pull up to the, the port. And we get out and check our, our luggage. And we go in to check in. There's nobody there. There's no one there. There's not a soul. I mean, there are, there are people there to check you in. Mm-hmm. But it was... There was nobody there. And we went up and we gave them our information and they took what they needed from us. And you're welcome to go on the ship. They were, nobody's handed me a number. Um, and this was this was like 11 o'clock so in the morning. I yeah. say, we well, you, the we were there all at the same time. We all arrived um, within minutes of each yeah, other. And, and you, you get on the ship and your stateroom is ready. Um, no waiting for two o'clock or three o'clock. Your I will state say room is this: in. we have to clarify that. Go ahead, Kevin. So that know. depends on the stateroom category right. you book. Oh, because we were in suites, right? right. Okay, they're available at eleven a.m. The very last suite, I believe, is available at two. So there is a staggered okay. stateroom right, we'll availability, give them that. and that's not bad. But my stateroom was ready, and that's really all that mattered. Um, <laughs> so. I, I, um, so like we got on the ship mm. and I was like, you gotta be kidding. I think me. it looked like 10 minutes, maybe it was, it was like yeah, 15 I, between the time we pulled up to the port and the time we were in our room, mm. it, it couldn't have been a half hour. That was amazing. Um, and I didn't feel stressed and I didn't feel, I, I, I felt, oh, this is lovely. <laughs> Someone helped us with our luggage to our room. Did you get walked in by the captain? Or no. the, the head of who was it who walked us in? I don't know. He was a Viking. <laughs> he was a Viking. He didn't have the hat on, but he was one of the, the ship people. He actually walked us to our room. And we, they took our um, carry on luggage. Yeah. 
and they promised us our luggage within an hour. Now, we were traveling people who were not in the same level of stateroom that we are, but their rooms were ready also because we said to them, you can leave your stuff in our room while we go have lunch or something. And the, the guy who was, well, I forget his name. Let's say Sven. Sven told them, oh, no, your rooms That's are ready racist. too. That's racist. That's so racist. All right. So I'm only kidding. I'm sorry. Let's talk about staterooms in general real quick. Okay. So one of the cool things about this ship is there are no interior staterooms. Every single stateroom is an exterior. Has a veranda. Has either a veranda or has. Nope. There. Every single stateroom and has just, a veranda. Before we, before we go any further. Okay. With everything that we have just described, everybody watching this is stealing themselves for the price. You are going to be stunned when we tell you what these cruises cost. You're going to be stunned. You want to just start? You want to lead with that? You want to ruin the... I, I, no, no, no. I, right. We you don't have to, but I just, I, I want to... Are we make, building? We're building. After okay. we talk about staterooms, we'll talk about price. How's that? All right. I just want to... Are you real, trying to placate me? No, what I want to do oh, is I want, okay. to, I want to run down what you get in your stateroom because no, he's I think, passive aggressively speaking to me through you. Oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell you, I'm not that smart. <laughs> I don't think I could do that. All right. What I want to do, though, is I want to make sure people understand what you get with your stateroom. Because this, I think, is part of the... What I thought was great about this cruise was all that was included. Um, yeah, there's the, a lot all, included. All the staterooms include these things, and then as you <clears throat> go up in category, you get more things. Um, you get to do shore excursions 60 days prior to departure. There's a luxury bedding, uh, linens and pillows, free Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. Uh, TV with uh, movies on demand. There's and good movies. This was a, I mean, there was a really nice selection of, right. of stuff on, on, in their on-demand channel. So I agree. Um, the regular outlets for American and European plugs plus USB ports. Tons of USB ports which everywhere. I was so smart to do that in the right places too Where you it wasn't them. like under the bathroom sink <laughs> yeah, exactly every room gets a mini bar with soft drinks um as you go up in class it's actually you can get the drink packages included so they refill the drinks in your mini bar um and so those are included now we just want to point that out that the this is included, right. what he's talking about. Not the drink package. There's part. no Not the drink package. The drink package but but gets... we'll talk about the drink package in a second because I damn near fell over. the drinks in your room. As like your the state, sodas and re- the Well, thing. even alcohol and wine. As the, the level of stateroom increases, mm-hmm. that becomes included in your room, and they refill it daily. They gave us little tiny Toblerone bars, mm. and they refilled them twice a day. Really? Just saying. Um, usual stuff. <clears throat> excuse me, security safe hair dryer. Excuse me, I'm losing my voice. Um, Freya toiletries. How many of those did you steal? I did. I, I've stopped stealing because I have so many of them now. Not only just, that, but these were full size bottles. Yeah, those were big bottles. These yeah. weren't little tubes. These were good sized portions. And 24 hour room service. So, this again is what you get no matter what stateroom you book. So, this is a really good. Amenities package mm. for any cruise line. They'll bring you the fanciest plate of potato chips at two in the morning. They will. Yes, they will. <laughs> I, I will also throw in that the Wi-Fi was really good for Wi-Fi that ship. I, I've been on a lot of ships and I gotten Wi-Fi packages, and even then, it is like I can get on my phone very briefly, and I got to be in the right spots, even with with paying for it. But this was like and if I, six other people are on the internet, yes. you're done. Yeah, no, this worked the entire time, and because of being in Europe, like it was very important to get to be able to use my phone because I don't have an international package. Well, even for me, um, which I do have the international, unlimited international data, but a lot of times that doesn't work when you're out at sea. Mm. Um, I was really impressed with the speed of it. Um, and the fact that it was free, it was included with your stateroom, and it was good internet, and I just, you know, I was just on the dream for five days. And I probably spent, I don't know, 300 bucks. I was just going to say, on a seven-day cruise, our internet's usually four or $500. Right. And I was, like, that was a five-night that I was on right. with a dream. And I've still spent like at least 300 bucks on my internet. It's shocking how much is not charged for on this ship to me. Hmm. Like other cruises, no matter which you go on, there are upcharges everywhere. It was shocking to me that there weren't on this that ship. many. Talk. Let's talk a little bit about price. You want to talk about the price that po- folks got for our sailing, or do you want to go? To- let's just talk about for our sailing because it's pretty representative, I think. Of 
This was a very special <coughs> itinerary. Excuse we did me. not design this itinerary. It's limited by Viking. In 2018, there were four of these. There were two that headed from Rome to Venice, and it was very important to me that we ended our cruise in Venice. I think Venice is the carrot at the end of the cruise. And I thought everybody's going to want to spend extra time in Venice. No one's going to want to go home. And then there are two that run Venice to Rome. Mm -hmm. So we did the one in March that encompassed Easter. Our cruise ended on Easter. A busy time for folks because people are on spring break. And the least expensive room I'm seeing in our group was uh, $49.97 or $48.46 for two people. Under five thousand dollars. I want to. I, I want to underscore this. It was a seven-night Mediterranean cruise from Rome to Venice for five thousand dollars for two people. Just under. I want you to go to Royal Caribbean's website. I want you to go to Disney's website. I want you to go to Norwegian's website. I want you to go to all the cruise lines' website, and I want you to price those out. And I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you that this ship was much nicer than any other ship. Right now, in my opinion, sailing the Mediterranean. Um, it's nice. It was nicer than the Magic. Keep in mind, every room is a veranda stateroom. The verandas start at their smallest level, about 250 square feet, and they go up to the Explorer Suite. Like any ship, it depends on the size of your stateroom and the location of your stateroom. As it becomes more choice, your location becomes more choice, and as you get more square footage, you pay more. But a stateroom in like one of the best areas, um, excuse me, uh, a penthouse veranda one, which is, I'm sorry, penthouse veranda three, excuse me, four, which is a larger stateroom. It has penthouse veranda in the word. And it was $7,400 for two people. Mm. So, so about $3,700 a person. Now you said for a better location. One of the things that I sort of clicked in my head was that because this ship is so small, it really isn't a bad location. We were at the very, very back of the ship. And yeah, it was a little bit of a walk. Especially if you forgot something. Yeah. At the end of a day when you're tired. But in general, it's a small ship. It's very easy to get around. It doesn't feel that way, though. I never felt like, holy moly. We're in a small ship. No, never. I never felt like the ship was rocking. Mm -hmm. I know they stay, um, because you're traveling around Italy, I'm not sure they go out very far into the Mediterranean. I mean, I couldn't see land all the time, but I never felt like I was in a smaller ship than the Disney Magic. I get motion sickness really bad, and I will say that I, I don't. I took the Dramamine just to be safe, but I was only doing the one tablet instead of the two. And even then, I didn't. I wasn't one hundred percent. I there was a point where I was like, I don't think I actually need this because that's how like stable the ship was. Well, now we talk about the suites. I do have to, uh, for the sake of being honest, the Explorer Suite, which is a two-room suite. There are several on the front of the ship and several on the back of the ship. And they even have categories because there are higher and lower floors. Our stateroom was $13,000 for two people. But we had about 600 square feet and a wraparound balcony around the back and right. the free drink package. Right. We could have anything we wanted to drink, any place we went. The other thing, too, is we'll talk about restaurants in a minute. We could have ordered from any restaurant. And, and had it delivered to our room. Directly from the restaurant. Real quick, I want to... We haven't heard much from Craig. Craig, what did you think of your stateroom? Because you are picky. I am picky, and uh, I thought it was really wonderful. So I was on this cruise with my wife, Kylie. So, you know, it, I don't want to ever say as, as opposed to his girlfriend, Bill. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, but, but it, it obviously, it's very different from when I go on a cruise with Corey or Rhino and two guys are sharing versus sharing with a woman. And... Uh, you know, I love my wife, but sometimes it's it can <laughs> well, be very difficult because but it's also would have been more difficult in these staterooms because um, unlike other cruises where it's basically two double beds pushed together to make a king, this is actually a king bed. Yes, and and there's no third or fourth berth in most of these rooms. Uh, am I right? No, but we have friends who did just tell me that they were they were a couple and they had twin beds. Yeah, you can ask. Oh, you can ask yeah. for it. Okay. They they yeah, said it. some random chance. I've they got booked those, people but. on Viking who are not a couple, but are sharing a stateroom. And yes, I can get you separate beds. 
Oh. That being said, too bad I was going to put those two on it and make oh, them sleep oh, together. Well, I would have head to toe. Yeah, private pots in the same place though. Well, that being said, these <laughs> rooms, uh, the one that we were in, which I believe was the DV6 category, based on, on my memory. You. It was so wonderful. The room was extremely spacious. Mm -hmm. uh, Pete already raved about the TVs. Just massive TVs filled with anything you could want because we were on the itinerary that we were with the Mediterranean. Uh, it was filled with a lot of uh, movies that take place in and around Italy. So they had yeah. Roman Holiday on there. They had The Godfather. Things like that to help you get you could... in the spirit um, One of the things they do is they do talks about where you're going to go, heritage talks, historical talks. They will show those on the TV yeah, that was in cool. case you can't get to the actual yeah. show. Kylie was in love with the, the desk in there because it actually folded up into a place to get ready and had like a full-size makeup mirror with light mm -hmm. and plugs. On, I believe it was plugs on the inside. It. So it just mm -hmm. made getting ready for dinner just completely easy. And then the bathrooms are by far the best cruise line bathroom I've ever no question yeah. no yeah. question the bathroom floors are heated did you mm -hmm. know that oh yeah mm -hmm. no and it, it was and we needed very it wonderful. it was a little chilly yeah. it was March in, yeah. March in Italy so it was a little chilly we I thought that to... was a good time to do that because we were going places where it wasn't like really a swimming vacation it wasn't a beach right. vacation and I thought if it was a little cooler it would make touring easier agreed we should point out a couple things before we leave staterooms that you can only book two people per stateroom yeah there's no staterooms that hold more than two and there's a minimum age. You have to be 16. Right. So this makes it difficult for and families to cruise. Just so you know, I get this or question. Or it gives them an excuse to drop their kids off with their, their parents That's and right. go on Walkers, a nice vacation. canes, and push wheelchairs are allowed. There are no mechanized wheelchairs or scooters allowed on the ship. And once you get on the ship, the... The clientele on this skew, as because there's a minimum age of 16, the clientele skews older. Well, as I as I described it, it was uh, the uh, describing the clientele was gay or gray. Um, they were <laughs> well, that either, was just us for some of us. They, no, <laughs> no, the, the 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 cruise was lousy with gays and and older people. So. Um, I, I do want that Venn diagram cross. Say yes. something about that, though, um, because we're talking about that and how nice it is, and we've used elite, luxurious, whatever. I am lower class, and I will say that I there was no point where I felt intimidated or I. I then we weren't it trying hard stuffy, enough. You know, I, no. I mean, whenever you'd invite me to your room, obviously, but like it was. Uh, it, but I, I, I don't so know if you agree with you that. Clean. I'll be honest with in far as far as the furniture and the ship and the room and stuff. In my opinion, I don't want this anyone to take this the wrong way because like IKEA can be really nice when you know how to decorate it, but it had that same feel of it. Like when you walk in and well, it's Scandinavian. It's a lot of nice IKEA. It's a Scandinavian cruise company. Cruise company. Yeah. So of course that that aesthetic is going to be present throughout yeah, the no. ship. I thought the but furniture was all very was very high quality. Oh yeah, very the, high quality stuff. Yeah, I thought yeah. the furniture was well made. Um, there was something I was going to tell you. You were talking about that. On the, the ship, no one knows what stateroom you're in. Right. right, right so right. there's not, no one is, no one's ever told, oh, you can't come in here. You're in a DVC. Yeah, yeah. There's none of that. It's, it, there's no, there's right. no classification once you're on the ship. I also thought the people were very friendly. I, I have not been on a... I, and the, the crew, crew was amazing. Like not even just the crew, but the actual people there. I wasn't sure oh, if they yeah. were with us or not. And I would just... When we were doing the muster drill, this like uh, couple... I talked to them. And then another night, we had two couples on either side of us, Eli and I, that ended up talking to us for a while. And so like it's, it's just kind of crazy that we were such a big number, and yet still there was a lot of very friendly folks on the ship Even as on well. the mega ships... It seems that when you see someone on a mega ship, sometimes you're on the same schedule kind of thing. So you run into that same person mm -hmm. a lot. With only 900 people, it was yeah. like you ran into everybody. Right. So, so let's move on to out of the state room now. And now we're in sort of what we call the common areas, the things that are for everybody. One of the things about this ship, because it is, I keep saying smaller. It's not a small ship, but it's smaller than, say, the Disney Fantasy or, you know, the Oasis of the Seas. Jeez. <laughs> is that the there's not giant hangout spaces. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of intimate spaces, which I really enjoyed. Um, <clears throat> on the first level was what they called the living room. And we joked about this before the show started. It sounds like it's this great, cool little separate place. It's basically the center of the ship. And they put 
sofas and chairs sofas and, and a chairs, library right. and lamps. That's where and customer service was. It, there was a bar there. It, yeah, I was going nice. to say, it felt like a cool area where um, you could grab your, your drink after doing an excursion, which we did many of the nights. And because then it was literally just off sit, the elevator. Yeah, and just like go right over and literally. sit in a small square and have a, a, a just a little, you know, a relax. Yeah, this, you know. this was our daytime hangout. It, usually when we were getting on the ship or right before dinner, this is where it seemed like our group was kind of congregating So it's around. a great meeting place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's meet down there by that bar. Let's yeah. get going. Um, nothing special happened there. I think at night they would do, that's where the piano player would yeah. be, mm-hmm. or they might bring in uh, um, entertainers from local. They had a trio. It was a yeah. piano, a bass, and a harp. Yeah. So this is where that sort of ambiance happened, but it wasn't anything. But I will say it is the first like cruise line I've done where I actually hung out in that area. I mean, I know every cruise line I go on, it's always this huge, huge, huge room, but I'm never there. Like, it's just like walking to me like, wow, that's so pretty. And I walk through it and I just walk through it every day and might look in a shop or something if that's what it is. But this was actually like, let's sit like not in our rooms or intimate little areas where it set up little clusters where you could sit with folks and talk and enjoy each other's company there's one little section that had games yeah it had three technically the living room had three different floors um and the bottom had all the seating areas but then on the second and third part uh they had smaller tables that were more intimate and they even had electronic game tables set up mm-hmm. where you could play yeah, cool. poker like they have an cards. it was shack. very cool <laughs> it was like i they didn't always work 100% of the time, yeah. <laughs> but when they did, it was a lot of fun. And these were free. Yep. These were yeah. no, no charge to use those. Not no uh, charge? <laughs> there was not no charge. Shoot. They, uh, <laughs> another common space was the Explorer's Lounge. Yeah. This was, for lack of a better word, it was a bar, a bar area. Um, this was the Pride Lands for our group. It was a Pride <laughs> Lands. Two stories, really cool space. Um Again, it's all just, like space themed and stuff, like our ast- a- astrological right, theme. Right. So there was like the telescope and the astronomical, t- ast- not astrological. Well, astronomical. yeah, astrological, yeah. astrological, because it was you were an explorer, so you would use the Rhino stars was up there to reading guide tarot cards. Yeah, <laughs> you would throwing even, the runes out on the table. That was the thing. Did you guys go there? I assumed you went yeah. there and drank. Oh yeah, oh yeah, many yeah. times. Well, well, what I will say about this too is very nice that it was a good area for us who had a group up there, but there's still it was still kind of sectioned off into different uh, different little areas, and we like kind of absorbed some of those people into. Our I would say too, that you know? the other people on the ship might not think we were the most um, no. willing to share that space. No. Yeah, well, we did take it over every single night, and even to the point where the bartending staff there had to adjust how they normally have to work because they aren't used to, to having, having people. our people like that many people wanting to drink all the way up until our, their last call. Our group, our group enjoys mm-hmm. their their cocktails because their that drink package. Can we talk about that? Well, let's before we do that, I was saying okay. one of the things that was neat was there's a two story to that lounge. Yep. And what they did was they quickly realized, shoot, we got to serve those people upstairs. So they would put a server just on upstairs. Yeah, cool. And even during the daytime, it was just a great place to like sit and read. Mm-hmm. And it was quiet in the day. And mm-hmm. night got crazy. Though. This is one of the few places where you can actually spend money on the ship. There's not a lot of places. There's, there's no upcharge for the restaurants. So one of the things you do is you go to the bar, and that's you know the only place where there's any sort of money. Except if you have a drink package, and Rhino was chopping at the bit. I, I know. Well, because this was one that, like, Craig had told me about it ahead of time, and I was just kind of debating whether, you know, I, I was like, because one of the great things about this cruise is that beer um, and wine was served during um, dining hours, so lunchtime. Included. Yeah, included for included. free, you know, and it wasn't it wasn't terrible selection. It was good. It wasn't just like this or this. It was, you had options, and then for only $20 a day, for, per person, um, you could get the drink package. And so I was like, I don't know if I even need it. But honestly, the way we were moving in and around the ship is that you could just have it, grab a drink here, not have to worry about the time. And it was, I mean, we definitely got your money. Yes, got that's, that's how we say it. I want to talk worth. about the wine at dinner for a minute. It's not like you get a three ounce pour and you're done. Mm. They couldn't have been more generous with the wine. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And some of the people in our group were told, these are open bottles. Do you want to take them back to your room? Oh, wow. So, I mean, they're quite generous with what? Yeah, it was it was house wine, though. You're, with some of the nicer wine that you could get once you were on the drink package, uh, if you drink a lot of wine, you can immediately tell the difference. Uh, but 
it's I, I know even leading up to getting on the cruise, there was some people in our group who were like, no, we're in the suites that have alcohol restocked in the room. And I think it was maybe a half an hour on the ship before they all just went, no, it's it's $20 a day. So it's only $140 to have this all week and you basically have three drinks mm. and it's paid for right per person, right. Per person. now per they person. did offer at in meals they would say this is what's included here's yeah. our red here's our white do you want to go with something that you paid on that on that note though too what i thought was really cool um you know he just said it was just red or white but i went um with our friends um donald and um and he they don't they wouldn't do the drink package or they ended up adding it but they don't drink a lot but they had so one of the restaurants rotates their theming every night and they also rotated the like they paired the wine with the food that the you were eating table there did so a wine pairing, yeah, yeah and so even if you didn't have the drink package they still had specifically paired wines for each food so it wasn't just like oh, you don't have it, just red for you tonight. Right. It was like, okay, well, this is your choice for this meal then right. for that. Or yeah. you could have the other choice. And, um, and I'm somebody, I don't think I've ever been on a cruise and not gotten the drinking package. So I always get it. And I've never paid less than 60 a day, I would say, like on the low end, just depending, to get anything I want as far as that goes. So, I mean, this is like, you know, two days worth of any other cruise line to get your whole right. trip paid for. That's what so. everyone said. Everyone said they found that it was definitely worth it mm. to get the drink package. Well, and that's sure. the big, you know, the big aspect of this is that, you know, you have so much included with these staterooms. And we were talking about the price already, even without those inclusions. When you add those inclusions in, and you also add in the fact that a basic shore excursion is included with every port. Now, you can pay more for some of the different shore excursions, like you can on any cruise line, but the basic there's a basic shore excursion at every port right. that is included with your stateroom. So when you factor all this together, like I said, just on, just on the price of the stateroom, let's leave all the rest of it aside, it is outstanding, and it stacks up well against the competition. When you add all the rest of this in, you're crazy. Not to do this I cruise. Think, I mm-hmm. thought it was incredible cruise, incredible price. I'm going to jump ahead to food because um, there's a bunch of other common areas we could talk about. But I think we and it's lunchtime. We, we all want to get to <laughs> sort of. We've been hinting at the food and what the food was like. Um, there's several food options on the ship. Some of them are what they call specialty restaurants. However, on the Viking ship, there's no upcharge for a specialty restaurant. It's all included. Again. Factor that into the fact that you have to pay for Palo or Remy on a Disney ship. And, and on a Royal Caribbean ship, every specialty restaurant has an upcharge right. to it. The only sort of caveat of the specialty restaurants was you had to make reservations. So there were some people who were upset because they couldn't get reservations everywhere. Viking's website is also very um, difficult if you have larger than a party of two. Mm. However, if you all make reservations... Viking will work and get you all together. together. It was people had very lo- good luck with that. The other thing is reservations opened up during the week. Yes. So if you were closed out of a certain area, you could usually find one later in the week. Yeah, I mean we had a group of six, and I don't think there was any, we didn't ever not get the restaurants we wanted. Like we could go talk to a concierge person or whatever and say like, can we switch this? Can we do this? And they would spend sometimes like 45 minutes trying to like work things around to make sure and we had a big group to all be at the same yeah, table so so the sort of the restaurant i don't want to use this term i'm afraid to use this term because everything's included but the regular restaurant is called the restaurant if you would call it if you had a main if you called something the main dining room the restaurant is viking ocean cruises main dining room i assume we've all eaten at the restaurant yes mm-hmm. so let's talk about it what'd you think that was the first night <laughs> Did we? Yeah, yeah, that was the first Didn't night. We? Yeah, that was, that the, was very the first, first night. night. Apparently, uh, it was the first night. I, <laughs> according um, to them, I, I didn't not enjoy it. Uh, the food was the food was pretty good. My only problem was with the the main restaurant, uh, the restaurant. Uh, the very first night, we. Uh, started to have troubles with my wife's food allergies, and it stemmed oh, well, from yeah. here. And then it just it was basically a burden for the next three or four days uh but it it wasn't it also was one of those situations where uh the food in the restaurant it wasn't it 
it just didn't compare once we got to Manfredi's. Right. So it, it was we all thought we were impressed by it the first night, but then after having Manfredi's and it's like it's not quite as right. good. There are other options on the ship that are I felt were better and easier to do. I mean, there's the World Cafe, which is their buffet. Which was, was excellent. We could have eaten in the World Cafe every night. Every night. And let me tell you, we ate there uh, the day of embarkation, the embarkation buffet, which historically on most cruises <laughs> sucks. This food, I mean, this is, this is your introduction to the food on this cruise. This food was out of this world. Quality. Selection, preparation. Was that the day they had the giant leg of some animal that they were carving? Remember the day where there was a giant piece of meat that they were carving with no. the bone in it? And now I just want to go back to the restaurant. We had the Brett That's restaurant good. breakfast, lunch, and dinner several times. And I always thought, I didn't, no one tried to kill me, but I always thought the food was really, really good. Yeah. Better than any other cruise line I've ever right. been on. We yeah. were, yeah, our experiences. Because Sean and I, uh, Rhino and Eli, and uh, Kylie and Craig, we ate together pretty much every night. Yeah. Um, so our experience was influenced by the fact that for the first four nights, um, you know, like Craig mentioned, his wife has a serious food allergy. This isn't joke. This is no joke. If if she's not if she's not served the right thing, or served the wrong thing. This isn't a matter of going to the infirmary. This is a matter of they got to airlift her off the ship and get right. her to a hospital. This isn't, a, this isn't just like, I don't like fish. Right. This is no, fish this is serious, serious, serious food allergies, um, which she was extraordinarily clear about at every single point in the experience. Yet, for the first four nights, at one point or another during the meal, she was served something she should not have that was clearly told to them the problem is the servers are all using ipads to place the orders they are not going back into the kitchen and directly communicating so between the ipad and the chefs in the kitchen this information was not making it through and it wasn't until i'm pretty sure it was the fourth night when I think it was the hotel manager or the food and beverage manager came to our table and I said to him, you are not going to be happy until you are sued into next week by making this error with someone who has this level of allergy to food. You're not going to be happy until you are sued. And the minute I said that, from that moment forward, there was... Every time this girl went anywhere near food, there was the, the food and beverage manager, the hotel manager was right there to ensure that everything. But that's what it took. So I cannot recommend right now with that experience, I cannot recommend this cruise to anybody with a serious food allergy. Yeah, to kind of get back to the restaurant itself, though, and we already mentioned World Cafe. World Cafe served basically the exact same menu food. as the restaurant. But I felt like because it was buffet style, it was going quicker. Honestly, the food felt fresher. Yeah. And there was nights where I ate in the restaurant and then went to the buffet after, had the <laughs> same item. And I was like, oh, it's better up in World yeah. Cafe for some reason. So it's just it, – that's that's my thing with the restaurant. It was just World Cafe and Manfredi's were doing it so much better. We've mentioned, Manfredi's, we mentioned Manfredi's a couple times. So let's talk about that. This is one of what they call the specialty restaurant. Again, there is no – upcharge to eat here you just have to make a reservation fewer seats than the other restaurants so it's a limited number of people they can sit right, a little tougher to get if you didn't already have reservations a little tougher to get tables yep uh, and that's because the word of mouth was holy moly this is really this good is what, yeah and this was italian for you know this was an italian restaurant or italian style food um i thought this was the best food on the ship oh, yeah. God, this place yeah. completely blew us away Every day, it was so good. Agreed, it was so Every good. Day. Yeah, I'm just looking at the pictures of the food right now. No, no, I'm like, like oh, remember that? They had this steak on the menu. Yeah, that was the that one I just saw. I, I still dream about this steak again. I have not had as good of a steak since I've been back as the one that I had in Manfredi's. I had vertical saltimbocco. Did you see that? Where it was like stacked up really high? No. Oh my God, it was so good. They had a blue cheese souffle. Oh, yeah. Tell them about what happened <laughs> on that. 
they ran out at the end of the show. <gasps> well, at the no, end of the cruise. One of the first nights we ate there, Kevin had it and said, this is really good. Let's get another one and let's share it with everybody. And that's really good. Let's get another one. So he turns, <laughs> turns to the waiter and he goes, every time you walk through that door, you should come through with one of these souffles. Don't come back to this table unless you have another one. Carry one of those souffles every time. Incredible <laughs> food, delicious, great time. No question that the caliber of food on this ship is higher than any of the other lines that I've done. I would generally say, speaking. I would say the Italian restaurant and I think it coming in my opinion this is a high compliment. Manfredi's could exist on land. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know that there's another restaurant on another cruise ship that would exist away from the cruise ship. I think Palo would. I abs- especially have, having just been on it. Uh, been on the dream and, and Palo absolutely. My problem with Palo is it's a 3 or 4 hour um, commitment. Yeah, well, you'd have, to, you'd have to say that that's a special night, a right. special meal. And I find that a little, um, yeah. I, I, that, I don't enjoy that as much. I think this restaurant would stand on its own. I would go to this restaurant. I do want to say uh, with the dining pool grill, you don't ever really think too much of oh, the, yeah. pool the pool food grill section. Yeah, they didn't, it wasn't. They did have like hamburgers, hot dogs on the menu, and you had to look past that though because they had like a, a grilled tuna sandwich yeah, on it. They delicious. had Philly cheesesteaks with fresh ingredients. This the specialty burgers they had on there were actually like specialty. They were interesting, unique. They weren't overly burnt. They were actually cooked to like a medium, and they were and cooked thick to order. And, oh, so yeah. good! The staff was uh, phenomenal over there too. They'd come out, they'd ask you how it was, or if you wanted something special, and they didn't have. They'd be, oh no, no, I'll go get it. I'll go get it. And you're like, no, 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 please yep. don't. You know, it was so. kind of like uh, a self service type of thing. You went up there and ordered, but then they served you at your table. Yeah, they brought you more. And there stuff. was like a little salad bar that had like salad a couple bar. of salads and condiments and things on it. The burger, I had a. Uh, Avocado burger, maybe one of the best burgers I've ever had. Incredible. Yeah, we did run into one issue uh, in regards to dining that wasn't ended. Up, it didn't end up being a problem, but because this cruise does typically cater to uh, an older crowd, um, after nine o'clock, your food mm. options are only room service, yeah. and the room service was excellent. It was really, really good. Some some normal burger items and then things from the actual restaurant. But, uh, yeah, at 9 o'clock, they stop seating, and that means you are not getting in. Even and, the other things, yeah. too. There's no pool grill is closed. Yeah. Or there's another place called Mumson's, and they served Scandinavian sandwiches and uh, fish. I don't and- fish. A lot of raw fish and and, and uh, cake, raw cakes. fish and cake. The cakes are really good. The and pies waffles. are really good. Let's, they did have waffles. Yeah, that was good. I would like to say that different than other cruises, there is not a lot of nightlife on this cruise, right. food or nightlife. But you're port intensive in this cruise, and they start those days start early. There literally is a port every day. There's no sea day right. on this cruise. You're That's in a port these every cruise, day. These cruises are about. It was the same thing for the uh, river cruises. And I will say for nightlife port also, intensive. I mean, if but we got there well enough early that we kind of got used to the time difference. But And I ran into this in, in going to Hawaii earlier this year. But like if you were going over to Italy, your time is so thrown off that I don't know how much nightlife you would really be doing because like you need to if you're just if you don't have a jet lag right if you don't have a lot of pre your days are active right yeah yeah yeah. the different kind of cruise the only other thing i want to talk about when it comes to food i want to talk real quick about the chef's table this was the name of the restaurant it wasn't a specific table in a restaurant that you could go to and this was their wine pairing and uh pretentious crap restaurant yeah it was really really pretentious i didn't talk to anybody that had a good experience no it wasn't very good yeah and (laughs) everything was liquid in this this was the liquid one right yeah yeah we went and every night had a three theme i think we were our theme was greece and i didn't have to chew any of the four courses everything was either a pudding or a foam foam. yeah was a lot of foam so again this was in my opinion this was the only place that i didn't enjoy (coughs) was the chef's table there's another area called the winter garden that's where they have high tea. That so was I did the high tea service. That was really cool. It was lovely because they bring out the like tray and they had like little sandwiches and pastries. Did Craig on wear it his little white dress. He, he did. He had his parasol. It was very nice. It was very I, pretty. I loved it. <laughs> Unfortunately, because of how active we were, there was only one day that I got to to do it. But all the little sandwiches and desserts they brought out were excellent. The tea was just 
wonderful and they had a they had a cello player in there and i believe a violinist to help uh build the atmosphere it was very popular you had to get there early for a table there's a lot of talk about there's not a lot to do because there's no casino there's a lot to do there's stuff we didn't get to do i want to do this (coughs) i know our throats are sorry talking too much my throat is going dry we uh there was a great deal of stuff that we didn't get a chance to do this was one of them Specifically, um, let's talk a little bit about what there is to do. The entertainment that they have on the ship. This is not your typical cruise line. There is not big shows and big productions. Mm-hmm. Um, they do have guest lecturers. When you get to some locations, they'll have someone come on the ship. Will tell you historically about the, where you're going to go and what you're going to see. Por- uh, a lot of port talks to prep you for the day ahead. <laughs> And I got to throw in with that because, I mean, I looked at the itinerary before we left, and this cruise overall, just on paper, is not something that would interest me at all uh, because it looked like there was not a lot to do as far as the ship went, and I'm a nightlife person. I... I'm not like the biggest relaxed person on vacation. I need activity all the time. And um, it it wasn't like that at all. I mean, there were so many things I didn't even get to do because we were so busy. So just looking at the website or just looking at the thing and being like, oh, there's not like shows or anything like that I'm used to. It really doesn't come into play at all. You got to switch your mentality. This is not a Royal Caribbean cruise. It's just just not that. There were shows on the ship. There were shows. However, on our cruise, many of them changed. And I found out that's because two of the entertainers became ill. Mm. So they had a switch to different things. They had one night opera singers came out and there was local folk dancing one night, things like that. Um, one of the big things you could do at night was movie under the skies mm-hmm. on the pool deck. And they so. give you, I learned this because I went into this room yelling by accident. And uh, it was, uh, <laughs> they give you Bose noise canceling headphones. So when you're sitting in the pool room, it doesn't matter if there are people out there enjoying a drink or something like that. Because I, I didn't realize why I had walked in and I turned around to yell to somebody behind me. And I was like, oh, God, nobody heard me. There are shopping talks. Um, one of the things that is lacking on the ship that you will find on other ships is there's really no shopping. There are three shops. The tiny, tiny shops. There's expensive jewelry, there's mid-priced jewelry, and then there's tchotchkes. And that means a lot of um, Helly Hansen Scandinavian clothing. Or gnomes. You could buy gnomes (coughs) for your gnome collection. Even though you were in Italy. And it was pricey. Yeah, it was pricey, but I mean, the quality of the Helly Hansen stuff, like, I was actually really impressed if... If it was not for the fact that, like, I didn't need a winter coat and I never use winter gear really down in Florida, like, I would have considered even getting something with Viking on it that was. It was high-quality stuff. Again, a great cruise. I enjoyed it. I thought it was terrific. Let's give sort of our last impressions of, you know, what you want to talk about, what you want to... Oh, wait. I want to talk about one cool thing that we didn't talk about, though, because, um, yeah, the spa, there was the pool, there was the pool up top. There was was two pools on deck because there was one that was in, like, the base of the ship down where the spa and the gym was, and... What was really interesting was is there's a room that snows in there. And so you have a room that's like the steam room. And you go from the steam room and you run into the snow room real quick. And you sit there for a few seconds. I have a couple pictures of that. That's very Scandinavian. It it was just, I don't know. It was just one of the coolest things. The spa itself was gorgeous. Yeah, It was a nice nice spa. And I thought the pricing was reasonable compared to most cruise line spas. Uh, Not as large as a lot of cruise line spots, but the services were good. But again, there's not as much downtime on this cruise. On a regular cruise where you've got a sea day or something, that's a perfect time to go for a spa appointment. Precisely. Because every day was a port, there's just not as much. I'll also say the gym on this cruise was really, really nice. It uh, it opened at 6 a.m., and so it was enough that you could go work out. What time were you there? I uh, sometimes at like five forty-five. Okay, see, I was there later. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's why we didn't uh, see you. Uh, so it's like I mean, there were tons of cardio equipment, but also there was two whole rooms just devoted to like free weights and um, you know yoga mats and that kind of thing, which is hard to whether you're like going in hotels or whatever. It's always just cardio equipment, but they did have free weights. They had you know huge areas of space to do. Did you full find body it weird workouts. that it was a giant glass box? Because I went yeah. to take pictures in the spa, and I thought you. <laughs> it was like it was very, very open. It was yeah. very open. I thought that yeah. was kind of strange. Yeah. Um, any last 
thoughts you want to say about the cruise? Anything that we didn't cover? I want to go back. Yeah, I just it was so bad. I, I just I, Eli, my partner, has uh, worked for years um, as a he's a sign language interpreter, and he worked for he's been on every cruise line there is, um, you know, including tons of Disney ones and and all these things. And he this was his first experience with Viking, and he was like, I. This will be the number one choice for him, is what he said, and I think that's a big deal because he loves Disney. But like the price point versus, you know, when you get a, sometimes in life you want there to only be people that are sixteen and older around. You know, it's not, I'm not against families being able to no, do that but stuff, but sometimes right. you want that when you really want to relax. Like this one, I was like, you know, even though we were working, we had the full days. I, you still, there's no way you could resist that relaxation feeling on that ship. You know, I would like to talk about. The fact that for me to do a Viking Ocean cruise, I would have to be interested in the ports of call. Having been to the Caribbean several times, I don't find Caribbean islands all that exciting. Mm -hmm. I don't snorkel. I don't parasail. I don't drink. I don't need tablecloths. I don't want to go on a booze cruise. (coughs) And if I take John to the the beach, he starts to sizzle like bacon. So to me, when I I go to the... (laughs) So when we go to the Caribbean, the ship is the destination. I would not find that there was enough to do if I wasn't getting off the ship every day and enjoying the port of call. Fully agree. I would want to be on one of the mega ships that has nighttime shows and a Mm -hmm. casino and a shopping area and several different restaurants. I I need that level of entertainment. I didn't mention that there is an ocean cruise that goes to Cuba. So I was thinking about that one. I thought that might be a lot of fun to go someplace you've never been before. Greg, final thoughts? I just was absorbed in the luxury. So it was a great way of getting around Italy. Uh, again, the the entertainment on the in the televisions in the room, that won me over a lot because I do like I like to spend a lot of time in my room on cruises. Uh and just relax in there. So I loved spending time in the stateroom, but I loved all the common areas. Uh, and the food that we already mentioned was just the the highlights. Those were those were excellent. I I just I was very blown away by it. So it's it's going to last with me for a long time. And it's any cruise I do from now on is going to go up against this one when I'm when I'm judging it. And it has a lot to live up to. It's a benchmark. Yeah. Sean, final thoughts. Um, I would say I would actually compare it in the same way as like because we're all so close with Disney World and most of the listeners can uh, understand that. Um, This cruise is so much about the ports and that really is the big draw of it. But for me, it's the equivalent of having a meal at California Grill at Disney versus having one at Tony's Town Square. They're both in like prime location and all that. But California Grill is an amazing restaurant and it doesn't have to be. It would still be packed just because of location. Whereas this cruise doesn't have to be the level of quality that it is. And people would still go on it because of the price and because of the ports and all that kind of stuff but for whatever reason and lucky for us like they did make it a really amazing ship and they made it an amazing cruise and stuff that while it's you're going for the ports you also have an amazing floating hotel to be on that's top notch so we should say that all of the travel publications have rated viking ocean cruises to be the number one cruise line and they now, it is it. a very different experience than a Viking River cruise. <clears throat> they are night and day. Yeah. There are similar things, but they are very different. They are, for sure. I want to end by saying we, at Dreams Unlimited Travel, we do book Viking cruises. I know that's always a question. Are you booking what you're talking about? Viking River and Viking Ocean. You also get a shipboard credit from Dreams Unlimited Travel if you book through us. And also we are sending our gift bags to uh, all of our cruise clients at the moment who live in the U.S. and Canada. No extra charge. All part of our service at Dreams Unlimited Travel. Thank you guys very much for being here, for joining me in the conversation. I really enjoyed it. I liked reliving our cruise very much. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Thank you, everybody at home, for listening and watching. We hope you have a great week, and we hope you have a great vacation.